I'm eyeballing your little squigglies, and they are uh, apparent. What the f*** is going on down there? Well, 486 was my second computer I ever had access to. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WTFTFW. I am Chris Vangelis, and I'm joined by Aaron. 486, that's old tech. Like, yeah, we, or, uh, or new, we new a, tech, depending which way I want to do it, because I had an 8088. I don't even know what that is. That, that was like four steps before a 286. Okay, because what we had was a 386 that wasn't, like, what I remember anyway, the first one I touched, was a 386 that had used to be a 286, and then our big upgrade was the 486 so we could play the new Wing Commander games. Uh, and it gives me nostalgia for that number. Uh, also joining us today is TJ Omega. Hello. I wish I had a connection to this number that was silly and relevant. That's okay. Uh, you missed out on things like ribbons inside computers uh figuring out what port you had to have whatever set on so that your audio would work in this game or having those weird sound blaster external things mm-hmm. Ew. you know what standardized tech isn't always all that bad uh if you leave out the terrible frightening monopoly parts that can come with it yeah um speaking of terrible and frightening uh welcome to wtf at tfw Always on topic, always on time. We got a topic that we really should cover, in my opinion, uh, briefly. Uh, it's called Reminder, No Politics on the Boards, Please, uh, which I'm saying up front because that's important. Uh, if, you, if you really want to participate in this conversation, we should not do it on the boards because that's against board rules. The podcast is a weird little workaround thing where basically I am abusing the power of the podcast to briefly talk about this. Uh, Aaron and TJ... If you guys don't mind, I'm, I've already said this to you before, but I just I, I have I have a little thing I'll say to report on this, and then we can move right along. So it'll be all cool. Um, unless, like Aaron, you seem super eager to, uh, to cover this topic. <laughs> no, it's it's a dumb thing that I don't think even bothers mentioning because it just reinforces the stupid. But go for it, mm. reinforce. All right, stupid. Here we go. So, Power of the Primes toys are out. Spoiler alert for someone's what we got this week, not mine. And uh, Jazz is out. And Chris RTX on Twitter was like, hey, what's up with the Cybertronian glyphs that appear to be super tiny underneath his Autobot symbol? Why did they make them so tiny? Um, anyway, we also learned through this uh, on a positive note that vendor is a word Hasbro uses to refer to, amongst other things, it seems, uh, some of the freelance design and uh, artist folks that they work with. So apparently one of these vendors, uh, through those tiny Cybertronian glyphs, uh, snuck a little Easter egg onto Jazz. After much decrypting, sorting out the only likely silhouettes that the less visible first glyph could be, etc., it became clear it was a hidden MAGA, and Occam's Razor says that's Make America Great Again, the current Donald Trump political catchphrase still in use today. Uh, thanks to the cloud of Gizmodo who picked up the story, and by the way, since they did, I hope you are all ready for your friends and family to start asking you about this for the coming year. Uh, it's the new dancing sound wave. Uh, thanks to Gizmodo's clout, they actually got a Hasbro statement back, uh, confirming the meaning of the glyphs, stating that a vendor had got it in there under the radar, uh, that they were going to be dealing with the vendor, and they gave an expected, if slightly weak, apology. Uh, this is just my understanding that throwing an if into an apology immediately kneecaps it a bit uh even though that is a very natural thing to do when handling hot potatoes like this so 
it's been said that this is harmless and this is small and insignificant and even that this is hilarious and I kind of disagree myself. This phrase is currently um, a very exclusionary one, most often utilized by exclusionary and slightly backwater viewpoints slipped onto a character whom it would specifically be galling to see that acronym attached to. Uh, and I've seen minor and major mental gymnastics done to downplay the vandalism, which I'm stealing from a thread title I liked. And I've seen energy wasted being dismissive and disapproving to those who felt upset to see this penetrate their hobby when it is in an era of inclusivity through mostly the media uh, never before seen in the toy commercial franchise a lifetime. Uh, I hope that those in the fandom affected negatively by this lousy event and some of the ugly discussion posts afterwards feel better sooner than later. And uh, I'll end on a reminder that there are to be no politics posted on the 2005 boards as per the rules you agreed to when you signed up. So don't post about this in the podcast sub forum. But my Twitter inbox is always open and it's right over there at twitter.com slash AKSMTH if you want to engage about this any further. I uh, was going to do that joke before Aaron expressed his uh, eagerness to cover this topic. So uh, now I feel kind of bad that I followed through on that. I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> now, inbox doesn't necessarily mean it gets a reply. So you don't actually have to respond to anything. Yeah. Uh, you can just sponge it for us. There, I even said it right. <laughs> to make up for it. Uh, but interestingly, and worth talking about for a sec... I think that I'm not the only person who has a heard the word vendor from Hasbro before and B thought that that meant the retailers. So because uh, Hasbro isn't buying anything from the retailers, they're selling to the retailers. Yeah, that's the, the direction of. Of how that would go. They yeah, buy something yeah. from them. So vendor. Yeah, I, I just I feel like I learned something, so I, it's, I can put that into my little my little bucket of uh, of industry knowledge I've picked up like fourth hand. Um, I was re during all this, I was kind of remembering, reminding myself that like a majority of what we know about how the toy industry works is still like at best secondhand knowledge. Yeah, uh, and I uh, I got a reply from someone who does work with Hasbro saying like, yeah, it's kind of. Low-key, it's kind of funny how, like, wrong a lot of folks still tend to be <laughs> Yeah, about well, the I specifics. Think, like, part of the problem, it, like, there's certain levels that's also, like, that's their language. Yeah. So, you know, if I was talking about, you know, using LCA in the EC process, there are people that work in a certain thing that would understand exactly what that means, and a bunch of other people that would be, what the heck did you just say? But yeah. it wouldn't really matter because I could explain that in other ways that isn't like dumb language dependent. Mm -hmm. I could just say like, hey, no, that's using uh, legacy control software in uh, engineering change process. But when you jargonize things or it lives like that, then uh, it just keeps going. And the way our fandom operates is if we heard something like LCA, we just start trying to figure out what it means. Yeah. And then somewhere along the chain we would assume that someone had figured out what it means and then someone who actually knows what it means would probably just be like doing that like laughing sighing crying grin type thing uh -huh. like the the mix of horror and 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 chuckle anyway horror and chuckle is also a great way to refer to that whole day um dj we'll talk about the toy later obviously <laughs> yeah that's the plan yeah i got one too uh what oh man jeez yeah, that's, that's also, by the way, the other horror of the last week is like watching most of my Twitter, uh, my Transformers Twitter, 
not only getting power of the primes but it, like it's like no just everyone has it you don't have it yet what's yeah. up with you well, like seeing people go like yeah it's bogo 50 percent at target i'm just like oh man no it was 25 percent <laughs> off at target. i saw someone today say that they found some at bogo 50 percent. oh really uh but i might okay maybe i'm misremembering i don't I know I because 50. i was upset because they only had the one because somebody else had come in and got everything but jazz I was going to ask you why you only had jazz. Yeah, Yeah, because I would have gotten the whole wave, and I specifically was like, no, there should be three things. She's like, no, there was a box, and it had one thing in it, and this was it. Okay. Okay. And I've not had the chance to go back because I've been working extra long hours. Would you believe that I just assumed that was Alfie, like, pulling some major, major Alfie clout and just summoning a jazz to your guys' place? (laughs) No, although she she has says that she needs to get one for herself, even though it has the dumb thing on it. And I was like, "What? The Autobot symbol?" And she's like, "No, the other thing." I'm like, "What? It says like, like Autobot Jazz." I mean, that's his name. No, the other other thing. It's like Energon. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, the other 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 thing. Oh, okay. Did she, did she attack you at some point during that that conversation? Yeah, no, no, yeah. It was it was eye twitchy. I I knew that I was pushing boundaries. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to make it up to her, just get her the toy and also get her like a black Sharpie yeah. uh, to, to to modify it. Um, moving on from there, uh, I had a couple just like th- this was actually a shorter topic list until yesterday. <laughs> I, I'm um, so happy your eye appointment took forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, we we're going to record yesterday and I had an eye appointment that was supposed to be at 545 Pacific. And like I didn't it went great. It's just that also it didn't start till like six ten Pacific, and it went a lot longer than I thought. But I I got photos taken of the insides of my eyeballs, and then even bigger, better photos taken of the insides of my eyeballs. Is that where uh, they take the neat. camera and they get it super uncomfortably close, and then super bright flashes beforehand, and then you blink, and then they get upset that you blinked. So Is that's that the first one. Okay. Uh, the the second one was one where actually, so I push my eye against the the little eyepiece, right, mm-hmm. and I see a blue crosshairs, and then the thing can tell if my eye is in the right position, and so I have to like move around until it turns green, but not, but then try to lock in position, and if I go too close, it turns red. But that that one actually was really pleasant because that one didn't have a flash; it had like this really warm strobe, okay, uh, that actually helped me keep my eye open. It was it was really cool. Um. But uh, the first thing I want to cover here is just a quick update on something that we've talked about before that I admit I have not fully engaged in myself because I I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's a really cool project. But uh, there was a uh, Kickstarter to restore the G1 soundtrack, and they have now finished Season 3, which technically means they've now finished G1. Um, so the G1 Season 3 soundtrack restoration is complete. Uh, we got a front page item about it. I think that's super cool, especially because the the season three soundtrack is the one that based a lot of stuff off of uh, Vince DiCola's 86 movie uh, soundtrack work. So please go check it out if you want to, uh, especially in lieu of any kind of official release, which according to the front page news story has apparently been like promised to be coming soon, someday soon, allegedly. (laughs) And that's that sounds about as accurate as I would expect. That's that's uh, soon trademark. Yeah, that's that's the capital S soon. Um, so go check that project out, uh, and, and, you know, throw them some congrats if they still have like a, some kind of fundraiser thing open. Like, you know, if you didn't throw them, throw them five bucks. They, they did the work. They, they deserve it. Uh, did either of you guys check this out? I admit I, I kind of didn't cause this is, this is the kind of thing I think that would have really charged me up like 10 years ago. And I, I feel really guilty that it's more like a curiosity to me now. 
I I'd like caught bits of it before and have listened to one of the sample tracks he threw up or something at one yeah. point in time and thought it was neat, but like had nostalgia hit. But if I want more of that nostalgia hit, I'll go watch episodes. Yeah, for me, it was fascinating to listen to because I re- I recognized all of those, you know, at least I recognized a lot of those songs, but I'd never, you know, it's just, they always had all the sound effects plastered over it. So it was very hard to click. It's a weird thing where my brain registered it, but still mm. felt like it was discovering it. And just to hear like the original, like season three theme, because that's, that was my favorite of the three incarnations of that theme song not counting the movie version that hearing that without all the sound effects plastered over it is some kind of sorcery to me i don't know how sound engineers do that and i respect the hell out of anyone who's capable of cleaning up audio like that yeah that's why i wanted to highlight this because i think it goes without saying that the amount of work done here is uh is monumental and impressive uh, and I really want that to be known and respected and congratulated because I, I think it's uh, fantastic that they finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, please go check it out if it is of any interest to you, and uh, and you know, see see the the fruits of their of their grand labor. Uh, anyway, suddenly something happened last night, and we even have a listener question about it that came in three minutes after I found out about it. So I threw that listener question in because why not? Takara Tomy just sort of went like, hey, guess what? We're doing Transformers Cross Street Fighter 2. Yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> so for 8,000 yen, you can get uh, Chun-Li out of Generations RC, an extremely clever redeco uh, out of Generations RC. These are all really clever. Just the Chun-Li one is is doing some real stuff because uh, the other three can cheat a little bit. The other three are Titan's Return toys. Ken is Titan's Return Hot Rod. Uh and that two pack is about 8,000 yen. Um, the price on these, by the way, are kind of a bummer, uh, but they are also covered in paint. So I kind of see where this is coming from that. And I assume it's going to be limited run. Um, so Chun-Li and Ken is, is pack one. Uh, pack number two is uh, 12K yen and it's uh, Titans Return Triple Changer Optimus as Ryu and Titans Return Triple Changer Megatron as M. Bison or Vega if you're in Japan. Uh Really, the only thing about these that I found disappointing once we got the clearer pictures is that there's literally no retooling. And I think that retooled faceplates on the Titans Return toys would have been like the absolute cherry on top. So as it is, I still think this is really cool. But like I I thought in the fuzzier pictures that they had straight up like done an M. Bison face with the hat, uh, which speaks to the quality of the, the redeco work they did for sure. It's also super creepy that like especially on Ryu Optimus Prime, there's just skin paint on this guy mm-hmm. and like skin chest paint <laughs> to look like a, a kind of like open gi jacket. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's everything I love about the idea of crossovers. I think these are super cool. They are very expensive. Uh, I am assuming that they're going to be limited run enough and covered in paint enough to make some sense of that. But uh, they're out in May. Takarotomi Mall exclusives, I believe. And I, I would, Man, I would kind of like to have these. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about these? I I think it's... This is the weird, crazy crossover. Like, yes. Sure, that is... All, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> all four of these are... 
are very much like kudos to to sit there and see robots and pull out to like what street fighter are we going to turn these into and then do like better than a, like a lot of the Star Wars crossover things were and those were meant to be that from the beginning yeah like look at the paintwork on Chun-Li RC's head to make it look like Chun-Li on the RC head sculpt like that's right. really yeah. clever <laughs> Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about these? These are ridiculous in the best way. I wish they, I wish they weren't mall exclusive because that's going to make them a pain to get a hold of. Yeah. But like the repaints here are brilliant. You know, are, you know, do you, going like it would, like someone was complaining to me. It was like, well, why is RC the only one that's not a headmaster? Because the generations model fits Chun Li perfectly. Like it just does. You know, and looking down the rest of the list, like. It's weird to see Ryu turn into an oil tanker, but the rest yeah, the, of it, it works. I think of of all of these, it's kind of like Ken and M. Bison are the two who actually work 100% because like Ken turning into a sports car. Sure, that works. And, you know, Shadowloo tank jet completely works. Like I take uh, I take I, I only take a little bit of issue with Ken because he pretty much just looks like Hot Rod. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's it's a little on the nose. But then again, they got in his huge eyebrows, which is hysterical. Also, because it's the Takarotomi model with the flip over engine block, you're flipping over his exposed pecs for robot mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, you look on Ryu. They've like they've got the like they've got the gi painted on, but they actually left an outline for Optimus Prime's windows to be his pec muscles. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a. Uh, hilarious in in the most positive way i can say it uh truthfully i actually was a little bummed out when i realized that that chun li was generations rc and not the titans return one because i'm really curious what that would look like on like you know the the uh hascon exclusive quote-unquote the toys r us exclusive um and i would have liked to see like a tiny chun li to go with all of these but certainly like the the curvatures on the generation one are are super duper working for Chun Lee, except for the part where it it does straight up look like she forgot to put her pants on. Uh well, she usually has like that skirt cloth thing. Well yeah, but she usually has stockings like that. She's yeah. she, she's she has she has the same hips as Generations RC, so that actually yeah. works really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like those are the you know the Chun Lee like thousand kick hips. The uh the I just remember the Street Fighter three versions where it was like almost inhuman the way that they animated her leg muscles. Yeah. Yeah pretty cool the only thing i would say i'm gonna poo poo on these is why is ken the one who just went tacky and put the street fighter 2 logo on his fin (laughs) probably because the the only one with a big clear space for it i guess but like i I saw some people talking about how like it would have been cool if they just left the fin off uh and i kind of agree with that but again that probably would have actually raised the cost um if you want yeah. to go whole hog on it, you could have had the full Street Fighter written out logo down the side of Ryu's tanker mode. I was just double checking to see if they did anything on the tanker, and I'm a little bummed out they didn't. No, it's just a big black belt. Yeah, That's all it yeah. is. <laughs> a giant lengthwise black belt around a truck. It's completely normal. I hope that there is dumbass fiction to go with this, by the way. Uh, in fact, I will be miffed if there is no dumbass fiction to go with these. So uh, I guess that's that's the last that, that'll thing actually to, uh... make it in G one. This is 
this is when the the Transformers <laughs> were invited to this tournament and <laughs> had to combine with the existing fighters in order for fairness. I want those headmasters is... to literally be Ken Ryu and M Bison. Yeah, that's what I want them to be. Uh, in in suits, like in transtector suits, that for some reason just look like how they do anyway. Uh, that's that's yeah. the key for the fiction on this. Yeah, M M Bison has teamed up with Megatron, so they have to adapt transtector powers in order to combat him. And then in a few months, oh, and then Darth Vader showed up. Yeah, yeah. Like, just fanfic the hell out of this. That's the current theme of American fighting game. Well, actually, all fighting games right now is uh, is crossover. Well, hey, Darth Vader's shown up in a few. But yeah, he's he's been in Soul Calibur. I I played as him. It, it's very silly to watch Darth Vader get thrown around by Soul Calibur characters. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's exciting, and we have a listener question from J.R. Golden who sent one to me on Twitter literally three minutes after I discovered this thing. He says, "Yo, hot off the news cycle, listener question for the podcast. Uh, with the advent of Transformers Cross Street Fighter figures, what other molds would you redeco and retool into other Street Fighters? Or going to the next logical step, which molds would you redeco retool into other Capcom characters? Will this lead to an increase in the aftermarket price of Marvel crossovers figures in order to make MVC Cross Transformers collections? Clock. I mean, click." Uh, so the Marvel crossovers, if Marvel Transformers go up in value as a result of this, I would be astounded, but also heartwarmed. I, I hope so, because uh, I have half a bin, I think, full of some of the random ones I got. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you want a Hulk to, to fight this? You want you want Hulk? You want robot Hulk to team up with robot Ryu like in the in MVC Infinity? And then like, here you go. Uh I am just so in response to who would I retool? I'm just thinking in Street Fighter terms. I don't really want to go to other Capcom myself. I am just trying to think of who I could make into Zangief. I was thinking the I new want. Power Master Prime. Yeah, the new Power Master Prime into Zangief. He'd have to. Well, the semi truck works for that, and it'd have to be someone that's just huge and bulky. Especially like that's the one thing about this is like the size scale completely, completely gets thrown out the window here because you know Ryu has to be Optimus, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is the one time you, Ken is just looking at it like, this is the one time I should have been recolored from you. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess that, that, because the power of the primes when you can also do up like the little, you could do the little truck, uh, the, the, the Orion packs as like, that's Zangief. And then like when he combines with the trailer, that's like robot Zangief from the, the, the MVC games. Oh, the metal. All right. Yeah. I would be down for that. <laughs> All right. That's, I, I will I will present that as my own answer. Um, I don't know, Aaron. Do you have any ideas about who could get Street Fighter up? Not really. They've kind of hit all the Street Fighter characters I remember. You're not you. You're not okay. No, no, uh, I'm not. You don't. You don't joke. need to get all fired <laughs> up about something silly. I was gonna make a joke about how you're not an expert in Street Fighter, but then I was like, then I'm more I'm more interested to talk about the whole way that like we got this thing and like enthusiast culture right now where it's like if you're not an expert in something that comes up in a conversation you're in like somehow that's your fault is the impression i always get yeah like if if people are having a conversation and suddenly it turns into something about like i don't know uh a certain era of ninja turtles i never heard of and like i'm i'm stuck in that conversation all of a sudden everyone's like glaring at me for not being able to offer something salient and it's like i don't i never heard of this until 10 minutes ago (laughs) leave me alone uh i don't know tj have you got any ideas uh for street fighter characters uh i was brainstorming this with somebody earlier today 
Um, I, I was I was trying to think. It was like the most ridiculous things I could. And like part of me wants Alpha Trion to be Blanca. All right. Uh, uh, I was I was I was trying to think like who fits who because we're clearly not going with uh, vehicle modes here. It's just who I, can uh, we. I saw a cool one from Vengsta on Twitter because he, he was saying he would love it if they took Generations Chromia and did her up as Cami, And I was like, that 100% works. Like, she even has a hat built into her head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can uh, actually see that. Yeah. The only other one I'm trying to figure out is who could be Sagat. And I'm like, not sure. I, so, I told someone Cybertron Metroplex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just, like, the most... The most that's plainly a dude. tall one. <laughs> Just a large, tall dude. Uh, I was thinking actually Titans Return Overlord could work as Sagat also because he's just a tall, bulky dude. No, if you want to if you want to challenge, figure out who Dalsim would be. Long neck. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was okay, about okay. to say, we need to figure out who had the extending part gimmick. There you go. Fair enough. Uh, TJ, I guess it's just before we move on, because he also mentioned Capcom characters, and I know that you love your Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever think of who Mega Man could be done up out of as a Transformer? <sighs> I was, I kind of toyed with that idea for a moment. It's weird because in my head, anyone who already has an arm cannon built in is a movie mold. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's that reboot Mega Man game that never got finished, where he's all like, looks like an actual person. That. That describes a lot of Mega Man games, okay? That's well, is that you know the the one that they they found like there's just like a few screenshots from an unfinished demo where it's like super duper grim dark. Oh, oh, the Mega Man X reboot. Yeah, like the th- like the third person shooter one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that. All right. <laughs> well, I am eager to to cover one picture from the next topic we we're going to talk about. Uh, that's the whole reason I put it in here, because basically a whole load of RID 2015 character design art got dumped uh, now that the show is basically done. Uh, there's only one picture in here I really want to talk about, but if you guys had a specific one as well, like feel free to, to go ahead after I do this one. Um, if you guys take a look at picture number eight, uh, it is basically a blueprint for someone, please, someone to do a cool toy of Chop Shop from RID 2015. It's a layout of how you can literally how five Chop Shop bugs transform to combine into Chop Shop himself. It's it's very detailed. Hadn't we seen that image uh, before? I don't remember seeing this before, but if we have seen this before, even less of an excuse for the lack of a Chop Shop right now. Uh, I'm mad that there was no Chop Shop toy in any way, shape, or form from RID 2015. There's a lot of... Let me say it right now. There's a whole lot of toys that should have come out of that line. But to see the sheer amount of work put into the logic of how this works, my God, someone do it. Come on. Like, I'm... You'll probably sell 50 of them tops, but it'll be worth it. (laughs) I mean, don't we have an entire, like, RID subline devoted to this? We, We did, but they did other people instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is the main one I wanted to call out. Um, there is a lot of great design art in here though. Like Rid had some excellent, uh, artwork, uh, or art department work done on it. Well beyond the scope of what the show itself actually really achieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just wanted to highlight the chop shop thing myself. Um, Aaron, I don't know. Is there anything in here that really called to you? 
Um, I don't know if there's anything that terribly called to me. A lot of it looked super interesting. I liked the, uh, the like sequential takes of oh, where was that one? Um, where it was like the steel jaw, like early to like later development. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh the Walter Gatus ones. The like one, two, three. Yeah. Um, just like showing because the, the first one looks a lot more feral and as it works its way towards final design it, it definitely changed from from feral to uh like maybe just wild or something. Yeah, very very handsome wolfman. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like they altered the art once they got the character voice down yeah. in a way. <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that was part of the case, like, you know, as they're just like going through the different ways that we might do this. Oh, let's change it up to this because that kind of feels better. Yeah. Uh, even some of the minor characters in here, like they, there's a whole sheet for not just the ratchet uh, redesign, but also like the minicon undertone he was hanging out with for an episode. Right. Uh, TJ, was there anything in here that uh, that kind of struck you? Uh, the one thing that actually caught my eye was the original design for Sideswipe. Is that uh, Jose Lopez Rid 2? Um, the blue one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, he looks pretty cool in that, that color scheme. Well, yeah, but he also had, like, uh, the one far down where he was, like, a chop top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wheel. the one I'm looking at, the blue roadster. Yeah. That would have been a cool toy, hundred percent. Oh, I can absolutely see why. Like they went with the more, you know, the more modern car, just because you know, yeah, kids, you know, hard sell to get a kids to buy an old, old style hot rod like that. Right. But I love like that super retro, but also futuristic design crashing into each other like that. Like that's why I own every Web Diver toy because I I love that look of like it's it's sci fi, but it's very retro at the same time. On, on the robot mode picture, I also just love the way his arms connect to his torso with, like, the turning mecha- mechanisms of the car mode. Oh, yeah. Uh, it looks, looks like, that's that's almost like I wish that there had been a head swap to use that design for someone else somewhere in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And uh, if you never checked out Rid, like, check out some of these character designs. A lot of the Decepticons, specifically. There is uh, excellent stuff in here that I hope turns into, you know more engaging toys for me uh selfishly somewhere down the road uh because i I liked a lot i liked a lot of the visual work in that show uh even though it was due to various circumstances a very comfortably adequate series for the most part uh in delivery uh anyway uh let's move along to some more transformation walkthrough stuff because we there's a new generations book out so uh, we've gotten those things they always do when they time a Generations book with some Masterpiece toys. Uh, we get the sequentials, the transformation screen cap sequentials. Uh, well, screen caps, they're photos. And the thing I love about these is that there's always a certain point where it's like you can tell that Takara Tomi's saying, by the way, go, go buy the goddamn toy. Because it's like, all right, step one, step three, step five, step 27, step 52, step 53, step 54. Like they, there's... Even in Sunstreakers, there's always there's a certain point where you skip over a whole lot of key things mm-hmm. as far as understanding what on earth is going on. It's like it goes and I here, feel like they this do splits that. apart, and you shake it a bunch, 
and then you pull his yeah. arms out and you pop his head in place. I, f- I feel like they do that so that like you you do have to buy the toy if you really want to know how this works right away. Uh, but Sunstreaker's transformation, uh, I'm I'm kind of liking the like you know in the first couple photos. I wasn't expecting that much of the car. Like even though like I, I guess if I had also dug deeper into the robot photos, I could have pieced this together. I'm I'm kind of liking the the second photo where it's like the front two thirds of the car have split into thirds. Yeah. Uh, it just it just looks really cool and dynamic. Uh, there's also a bit about how to you know it's kind of showing some of the schemes of how you go from super contact mode to LP500S mode, uh, which which I also really love. Um, but Aaron, did you have any thoughts on on seeing some of the workings here on Sunstreaker? Uh, I definitely like w- when it was gonna be like both the super contact and the like actual car. I until seeing it now, like, yeah, okay, sure it is. You know, they're they're gonna do something. But it 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 appears to do it quite well and it's not like there's a bunch of stuff horribly hiding in the LP five hundred S mode. It just looks like a car at that point. Yeah. Um I th- I thought that there would be like more more kibble. He's still super panelly. Oh yeah, and I don't think that that yellow that is never great in toys helps him any to like really draw attention to where there are these panel lines. But yeah, yeah, I you know, really, I, really hope they do a red colored version at least. Like I want to see this mold mm-hmm. in in colors I like more. Right. That and I gotta say I'm not terribly a fan of his head. He's on the masterpiece Inferno side of the scale. Is yeah. the way I'm, I'm taking it. Like that's uh, there's no way, shape, or form you're looking at that head and going, "Oh yeah, it's kind of like the toy." Yeah, <laughs> it's extremely round. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about the uh, the Sunstreaker info we're getting here? I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I'm kind of with Aaron in that uh, you tell you tell me it's going to be both vehicle styles, and okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, oh hey, I see it now. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And it is a really cool thing to be able to do that and still work in a what seems to be a fairly involved transformation to actually get him into a show-accurate robot mode. He does come up very panelly, especially in the legs where a lot of parts look kibbled together in order to make up the lower leg. But uh, to be fair, his brother kind of did the same thing. I, I think the yeah. red plastic just hid a lot of that panel lining a lot better. Yeah, I th- yeah. I, I really uh, like red. I think if they're going to do a recolor of this, it's probably going to be red because that was also like the original Diaclone Car Robo. Um, yeah, so well, this is this is one of those toys where I didn't really think they would get to it because I don't know what you do with it. Like he yeah. has a Diaclone paint job and I, I think know, you th- do you, you do the red one and then you do like wasn't there a police variant of him in Diaclone people tend to, to really love I as well? I think so. I feel like Diaclone references are this guy's repaint future. Yeah. Like the only other idea I would have would probably be to throw him out there as like alternator dead end. I would but love to see that. That's like, mostly because I, you know, I, I love my red and black color schemes. Yeah. I, I would like to see that just like, you know, with, with the head swap option of a straight up like cartoon on model dead end head. Uh, just Just to see how it would look, you know? Oh, that would be weird, and I think that would anger a lot of people. Go, oh, well, now we're never getting Masterpiece Dead End. Yeah, let's just, let's just anger them. You know, just... you know, uh, you know, Stunticons are right around the corner in the Masterpiece line. 
let's just let's just let's lay into people let's let's make their lives more difficult that's what i want to do uh he's <laughs> going joker on us over this toy yeah let the world burn um the the more interesting one though and certainly the one that's gotten more reaction is the uh the, the sequential photos that were shared for masterpiece dinobot now one key thing to note here immediately there are way less pictures of how he transforms than sunstreaker uh and and masterpiece dinobots you know maximized from beast to robot sequential photos there are there are definitely things even even with the idea that maybe there was a second page to get from like the second photo to the third one that that third photo to the famous one that everyone's talking about where he just looks like crumpled paper like i don't know what happened from a to b there uh, hasbro instructions is what that is <laughs> that is my favorite reaction to this is that these are literally going to be the hasbro instructions but like i you know this is certainly the case where it's like just buy the toy guys is what they're saying they're, they're going like we're not going to give you the, ex- the experience for free before it's out even like you'll get it off youtube if you really want to you know vicariously experience this but uh he has got some stuff going on uh i'm holding out hope that he's gonna feel good to transform uh maybe more akin to mp36's hand feel than say you know masterpiece infernos like just just so that at least when all this stuff is happening, I, I expect that there will be a certain level of intuitive tactile feedback as you're moving stuff around. Because uh, this also is not... TJ, how does this look to you? Like, are you, how, what, what are you thinking seeing these prototype photos? This looks like the photographer just got mad trying to figure it out, smashed it with a hammer and went, okay, give me that one that's halfway there already. Yeah, or <laughs> you know, got the designer to come in and went like, you do it. <laughs> I'm hourly. <laughs> Yeah, photo four is subtitled "Fed Up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that is like, okay. Like I, okay, I get it. Like uh, clearly, there's more photos on the other page that did not get a photo, but you can see like this is before, this is after, this is the during. Yeah, and I have no idea. Like I have no <laughs> idea how that gets to the photo directly to its right. Yeah, that 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 sequence of three photos that are all for sure in sequence in the middle of the page are hilarious because <laughs> it's like you can kind of see how the first one gets to the second one it's sort of but this then like th- the, that second one to that third one where he's just like you know short legs dinobot with things sticking out of his shoulders it's like you skipped some stuff buddy this <laughs> is like falling asleep halfway through a movie waking up and then falling asleep and waking up just before the end Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the first so time I just saw audition. Horribly confused right there in the middle before just passing out. Yeah. Uh nonetheless, I'm I'm still pretty stoked for this thing. TJ, I'm guessing you're still pretty stoked for this uh, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, our freshest look at Dinobot? I I still think it is uh, uh just mind boggling that that does go from uh okay some of these photos make him look kind of uh a little bit healthier than uh the earlier ones <laughs> but still not it's not nearly as like lardy in the dinosaur mode as i thought it was going to have to be what with the crumpled paper pictures you know two and three uh but yeah it's I still really want to know. Like, I want to borrow somebody else's. 
<laughs> and put it through the paces because I still think like now we know the price that they listed it for is I guess a reasonable price but after our sealed envelope conversation after our sealed envelope conversation yeah but you know the whatever 250 300 that very, I mean that I think it's going to end up being it's just mm-hmm. like man that that's that's an outlay and it's not an unreasonable outlay for what this thing is, but that's still like more than that's pricing me out. Well, also like, like, so transformation aside, like we've got confirmation of the thing where the way that his eye expressions in dino mode, tra- like switch around is there's just a wheel of eyeballs built into his head. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts. But also how many faces does he have as I'm... far as like, <laughs> I, I see that's what I can't not sure. like the way that it's showing arrows I'm not sure if it's saying like if he has different eyes and different mouths I think he does okay well look at well look at like the top photo okay you see the gap underneath his chin yeah like, like where you can kind of see it raised up look at the photo like in the middle directly below it and it's the same face the jaws just lowered so more likely the jaw itself has a hinge to it Right, yeah. but then think, like I, the the middle left, he's got a like a er uh, top lip. So I think that, I think like, like maybe kind of like, follows to the bottom left, and then the yeah. right side and bottom right, he's got like a a smirk top oh, lip. It. So I think he's got like eyes okay. top and bottom. He's, I think he's also okay. got he's these are three different faces with the mouth open and closed is what I'm yes, finally what starting to catch yeah. on to. So it's an open and closing mouth on three different faces, which okay somehow I had really missed that, and I also I, I didn't really look at the pre order photos because I was too preoccupied with the sealed envelope podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's so so three articulated robot faces, and then the two like two or three different options for eyeballs in uh, in Dino mode. Uh, the stand. Uh, also, I'm noticing that he seems to have maybe the colors do it in great prototype. He he strikes me as having less of a backpack, uh, less of a hump than he seemed to in the painted well, prototype kind of, pictures. It's kind of blending together there. Like you can't see all the little exposed brown bits from the dino parts sticking yeah. out. And also, he's huge. Yeah, like he's MP10 size. Like that's this is gonna like potentially be a super fun toy uh, in robot mode at least. Like I said, I would um, yeah. I would like to borrow someone's and play with it for a few hours. Yeah. yeah. Like it does make me feel better about his super complex transformation. I don't think he's going to have any like super tight, potentially breakable hinges the way Cheetor did. Yeah, that that's what I meant uh 2 weeks ago when I was like I hope this feels more like primal than Cheetor cuz Cheetor is like Cheetor doesn't feel nice to transform. No. Uh in, in, in certain spots. No, I, 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 that's my main I fear. I went to do that the other day because somebody noticed Cheetor and uh, Primal on my desk at work. And they're like, oh, crap. I had those toys. I'm like, not really here. And Let then show showed it to them. And they're like, oh, wow. So you could just buy these? I'm like, you could maybe at this point. <laughs> no, you have to steal them. Which, <laughs> that's the way we do it now. Which then makes me think, you think they're going to do, like, Rhinox or Rat Trap? Like, Rat Trap, the Generations Rat Trap isn't bad. The Generations Rhinox could maybe be better, but I don't think he's in scale. And 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 Takargus issue about scale. Cause I, I'm, I'm really feeling like 
if this continues for another year and a half, two years, Rhinox has got to be on that list because he's of that five character shot. He's the one who sticks out the most. Yeah. And they and they built stuff onto Primal to work with Generations Rat Trap. Right. So like, yeah. Rhinox feels like the weak link here. But one thing to mention right. is the designer also mentioned in an interview that like he really wants to get working on Beast Wars Megatron. Yeah, so... it was interesting to me in that interview where he said that the goal was Dinobot. And now the new goal is Megatron. So like it's interesting oh, to me it's interesting to me that Primal and Cheetor were basically created essentially as stepping stones in order to get to a Dinobot. Yeah. Which has always made me curious because I've always been curious if Dinobot was the big deal in Japan that he was here. Yeah, uh I I actually don't know. Um the knowledge of my knowledge of Japanese Beast Wars doesn't go much farther than the fact that it was a comedy dub compared to the still very lighthearted um, show that we got. Uh, but yeah, I have no idea. That's something I would I would pass on to if anyone out there has any, you know, any intimacy with the current or or you know 1990s Japanese fandom. Like, was Dinobot beloved the way he was here? Because yeah, if he if he was the goal, that's pretty cool. I didn't know about that part. I only knew about the the Megatron mm-hmm. part. And you know what would be a great stepping stone to Megatron? Rhinox. Just saying. Uh, I am excited about Masterpiece Toys right now. Um, I also have a new alert, apparently, on TFW. I didn't know that was a pop-up that we get. Uh, I'm going to click on it and see what it was. Someone rated my post with a thumbs up. All right, that was worth our time. Uh, I've lost my spot on the topic list. Here we go. Okay. We have a listener question. You guys ready for it? Sure. No. I I figured I gave you enough time. (laughs) Uh, This listener question comes from Spiderus Prime. It says, hi, Evangelist and the crew. It's me, Spiderus, again, since my last question about editing software. But I have been put off it for right now. So my new question is if IDW and Boom Studios could team up to do a Power Rangers Transformers crossover book, uh, what between seasons is taking place? Uh, any surprising history between Rangers and the Autobots? And who do you think should be the main villains in the stories? Uh, I hope you can have must a good day to you, sirs, click clack. So uh, for those who might not be into the Power Rangers side of things, I have not read it yet myself. I have heard nothing but incredibly positive stuff about Boom Studios' current Power Rangers comics. Uh, by all accounts, they are doing an IDW tier on Transformers of kicking ass at making what was a fairly shallow franchise uh, fresh and invigorated with the only caveat being like, it's just mounds and mounds of Zoo Ranger. Like it, it is the dino mighty Morphin power Rangers through and through all the new stuff they're doing is based off of it. All the new visual designs are all derivative of that. Uh, but that said, it, it is apparently quite cool. I have not read any of it yet myself. TJ, have you read any boom studios? Uh, I actually have. All right. Am I and off what, mark at all or am I am I close? Uh, you are correct for the most part. It is very much playing on the Mighty Morphin nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, I think the farthest they've reached has been doing their own style of Mighty Morphin, like some like somewhere in like season three, but still somewhere in this vague little world. It's strange. Mm. I mean, take another way. Like they're actually quite well written like have you ever seen like a power ranger comic from the past where it was very kitschy and hokey and not really uh taking itself as seriously as a comic book tends to do this actually does this actually uses the source material really well Mm -hmm. okay 
Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Uh, and I, I love the designs I've been seeing for like the, you know, like the the dark alternate history where like the, the world was taken over by Power Rangers and there's all these like militarized Power Ranger soldiers. Yeah. Uh, like that stuff all looks super cool. But for a crossover, uh, I think if they if they are up for working together and they they keep it out of each other's current canons, because I don't know about Boom Studios, IDW cannot afford to complicate its current setting right now. Because it's it's just hanging it all together, and it's because it's all hanging it on the spine of the Transformers uh, comic history. I don't think that they could try to do something canonical here. But if they just have fun, like with that Mars Attacks Transformers book, which I loved, uh, I think this would be great. I think it would probably just be like Mighty Morphin and Season One, Two, Three Autobots, like G One and Mighty Morphin, because that's going to get you your nostalgia hooks. So it'll probably just be like Megatron and like Lord Zed and Rita hanging out. Uh, that, that's going to do something I, like I all the Zords be... are based off of Transformers. They're all they based probably, off of you know what Gestalt yeah. technology or their brainwashed the, Transformers. Well, the, first, <laughs> the first thought in my head was the Dinobots would uh or the the uh the Dino Zords would have been prototype Dinobots. Yeah. I, yeah, I was gonna say like they would they would open with a scene where the Dinobots are out of the blue going like remember those other five Dinobots that we never met before who went missing <laughs> millions of years ago. And then everyone's going to be like, what? Uh, I feel like that would be an easy tie together. It, it would probably be Dinobot focused. Yeah. Uh, a poorly written version would be the Dinobots all get killed and turn into the, the Megazord, uh, which I think has potential to happen because sometimes these things don't get the right energy behind yeah. them. But well, uh, even then, if it's if it's a one shot alternate universe stuff, why not, why not get fast and loose with it? Because what I mean is like, yeah, obviously, like this wouldn't be affecting any canon. It's just like whenever I read stories like that, where it's like, we're going to open this crossover by indiscriminately killing some characters like it, it just well, you, makes you don't it feel you don't lead like, it off with killing them. You just find out later on that like, oh, yeah. So the thing that you guys use to battle evil. Yeah, they used to be our friends. <sighs> Even then, like something about that, it introduces a certain kind of conflict that seems cheap to me. But that's this, a lot of this is my taste, too. Like, I really like my least favorite part of actual IDW's crossing over stuff is how long G.I. Joe irrationally hated the Transformers beyond the rational part right. of All Hail Megatron, where it's just like we need them to not all get along for like eight months. And it just bums me out because I'm like, well, they're going to get along eventually or this will suck. So let's get to the part where this is good, where they get along. And, you know, thankfully, we're, we seem to be there now. Uh but yeah, I, I don't know. I'd be I'd be down for this idea, one hundred percent. Do you guys have any other thoughts, or do you, do you guys think they should try other Power Rangers series? Get really deep cut with this kind of thing. Do do it in the RPM universe and just go like, hey, after uh, after uh, Ventrix or whatever, like massacred the planet. It turns out there were Autobots over in this mountain, <laughs> and they're in the wasteland too. Vengix, not Ven Ventrix. So is Vengix, Vengix then takes like over the Decepticon. AI or something. Turns out Vengix was Unicron the whole time. <laughs> a really inept version of Unicron. <laughs> that was programmed by a child. Uh, spoilers. That show's old enough. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I hope I hope I answered your question. Spider is prime. I'm sure there is fan art out there. Uh, volumes of it that would delve deeper into this topic. That seems like the kind of thing that that folks would draw for fun. Yeah. Uh, that seems like the kind of thing that would be on a t-shirt I'd see at Sunrise Records. That's our current our current franchise. 
up here in Canada. Uh, shall we go on to what we got this sure. week? Mm-hmm. Then uh, this this is really going to be your guys' show here. Um, so, Aaron, you have two things. Uh-huh. Uh, my quick question here is, TJ, do you have Slug Slinger and is he new to you? Because I can't remember. I never remember this <laughs> stuff anymore. Uh, I've had Slug Slinger for quite a while. Okay, Aaron, let's start with your quick thoughts on, on Slug Slinger. Hey, um, same one of those, that mold. Just it has two nose cone, two cockpit things that I... Man, I really wish that those cockpits were the, like, even super small places for Titan Masters to go. It's just a little bit yeah. too small. Rather like, than like the big Blitzwing. cockpit in the back. Yeah, if if... Those cockpits had been the actual cockpits, and it had a third one that'd be even cooler. But there's just mm-hmm. not the space for it. Oh, and it was man, like I didn't some think of super that. unorthodox thing. Because it's like the biggest bummer is you know with the the Titan Masters that you get the one off packs. There's not really yeah. any place for those guys to go. And okay, maybe you get some of the legends, and they can kind of write in there, but it's not nearly it like doesn't expand out the play pattern of sharing along that's like the thing that kind of bums me with the rc that comes with the ultra magnus head is like you get two heads stick them on the side and like he can ride on the outside of the car there's not some like other place for him to to chill yeah and and also i was just thinking because you know that's a trio the decepticon target masters how cool would it have been if it's like all oh, the other two guys, their bodies have been taken down, so they all everyone just hops into the slug slinger vehicle right. and they like triple pilot it. Like, oh, that would have been cool. But no, it's it's uh, the same thing. I like his. I like that his um, two weapons combine kind of the way that they do, and you can kind of flip that around a couple different ways to have some fun with it. Um, mm. Wrists are super loose. That I don't think were this bad on the other two versions of the mold, where if you have his gun in hand. If the weight isn't like straight down the hand or outwards, the gun just like flips across. I can't remember if mine does that. But that's that's a simple matter of floor polish. Yes, um, yes. I was gonna say now now it's been it's been a year since you joined no, just over a year since you joined our, our happy family. Yeah. But no, it's all of the like original stickers with their nice, you know, three color print tampographs uh looks really good. All right. Um, I I kind of wish that any time that we would have gotten stickers in this line, it was this printing, not the stupid metallic foil, stupid stickers. And you guys, uh, did you guys get a look at, at Starscream and all of his eight uh, pieces yeah. of gummy foil? That so yeah. like, okay. On the bright side, what a great layup for repro labels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like here, fix it. <clears throat> but this, is, this printing is even better because I think that this printing. While just as clean as repro labels, it's printed. It's yeah. It's not going anywhere. I, I maybe maybe it could go somewhere if I like pull out my knife and start scraping on it. Yeah, like like I I was so bummed out to see that it was it wasn't just the one off like fun thing for Roadbuster and Whirl. This whole thing with stickers because it's like we had gone into this era of tampographing all the detail on and it felt so good and modern. And like when the encore releases did it on the G one toys, like just tampographed old stickers onto them. Like what a perfect way to update those toys while keeping them retro. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause also here's the big bummer about that foil stuff. As I understand it is it also sucks to actually remove cause it's all gummy and in the hinges and yep. Unpleasant. It's chewy, chewy stickers. 
<clears throat> anyway, you guys got a controversial toy. Uh, and I know you both got it, so I figured maybe that would be a good place to transition sure. to talking about mm -hmm. Power of the Primes. Although, ooh, I, d I do want to save one other thing, Chris, from I think when oh. you were talking about getting uh, Slug Slinger. Yeah. The instructions. Uh-huh. I specifically went and grabbed the instructions. I mm -hmm. do think that the printing has more contrast, and they're yeah. still crap. They are, yeah, they still suck, but at least you can see what they're trying to tell you. Yeah. Like well, they suck. You, you can but you can get you can get closer to seeing what they're trying to tell you because it still yeah. is this like okay, it's cool because it's this long thing, it's this different format, and the first one kind of shows who he is and it's a big picture, but it still is just like you could you could do so much better. You've got as much space in between photos as you do of the photos, and then you show reverse order, but every other time that you've done transformers unless there's something very particular you've just said do it the other direction and yeah it, like, it gets rid get, of the co the contrast problem is is pure frustration though because like even if they're bad instructions when it's that badly contrasted as the rest of the line instructions have been it's like i don't know if it's me or the instructions or both like yeah. i don't know if i actually am missing something here now you know you're not uh but yes, well, and and Jazz's instructions also carry on the much better contrast with with some highlight color color, and it's a little bit better, a little bit clearer. Mm -hmm. But it still is just like just you don't have to show the other directions back the other way. But yeah, it does I, have, I, I heard, it does I heard have nothing, like limb instructions. So I heard nothing good about about the power of the prize instructions so yeah. far. Uh. Also, I, I finally got my head around the part where every toy has 12 different variant cards that are randomly packed with it. No, are they all variant cards? I did not catch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so every figure has a card saying what, he, what that character does with one of the primes. They made one of those for every single prime, and you get a random one of 12 or 13, I forgot now, with each deluxe. So someone out there is uh, actually trying to collect pictures of all this stuff for the sake of... You know, archives. Now, yeah. Yeah. Now, do we confirm that like there are 12 per character or just certain primes associated with certain characters? I heard someone talking like they knew what they were talking about saying 12, but like this is all third hand from me now because I haven't looked very deep into this. No, because I remember seeing two different ones for jazz and out of 12 possible cards, I did get one of those two. That's, that's a one in six chance of, you know, actually occurring here. Yeah. Okay. If if it if it is just like two, maybe three per character, like that seems more reasonable. Because when it was being presented to me as like there being twelve different cards for each deluxe, I was like, this seems like nuts, and also maybe a lot of wasted time <laughs> uh, writing these little blurbs. As fun as the blurbs have been, like I love the idea of one of the Dinobots just walking around resurrecting <laughs> extinct species. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I think that might have been with Slash. Um. But yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you guys, tell me about jazz. Uh, TJ, let's start with you because because you haven't gone yet. Uh, how how are you feeling about that toy? Uh, his vehicle mode looks extremely cool. Really like the look of it. Uh, robot mode also looks very very nice. It's the in between point that really starts to get on my nerves. Oh dear. Which part so of the got... in between? Um. There's a few there's a few points about him like 
I'm, I'm not a fan of the leg transformation where you need all the clearance in the world to get those panels open just yeah. to extend the legs. Yeah, it seems like and they opened the I'm wrong way. I'm not a fan of how the arms work. Because aside from reminding me of how one of the Cyber Battalion toys transforms, uh, I'm not, I don't like how his shoulders are handled. Because it's one, it's one friction hinge without a pin, uh, kind of holding it to the torso, and then a mushroom peg to move the arm forward. Yeah. So you lose articulation in that, and if uh, that hinge is not very good, the left one on mine is not very good. He cannot really, uh, especially his uh, his big prime master, prime master handgun, whatever we want to call this one. Uh, he cannot hold that one up on the on the left side. Okay. Say I I don't have the the weak arm problem on mine. So that's uh, your mileage varies on that one. Yeah, I figured as much, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I I have such a high opinion of the reveal the shield version that I'm kind of. Oh um, yeah, if, if you bit. want if you want a jazz in a recent line, uh the reveal of the shield is I think your go-to, not this one. Oh, I th- yeah. I think I see the sentiment going around of a lot of people all trying to agree that like we all need to really not make that comparison cuz that's brutal. That's that's <laughs> that's borderline cruel to do to this toy. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, he's got his own advantage. I mean, if the novelty of a combiner jazz does anything for you, you know, you've only really got one option there. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of the whole draw for me is to just work him into the, you know, what Combiner Wars did of getting a lot of the 84 cast suddenly turned into combiners, uh, combiner limbs, because I, I love that. Uh, but I I mean, I don't know, Aaron, I've been hearing from a lot of people that jazz seems to be striking everyone as the weakest toy uh, of the opening deluxes um, of the one deluxes I have so far. He is uh, the best and the worst that uh, <laughs> oh, I've handled so far. So. Um, I thought I'd get some conviction from you, damn it. Oh. Yeah. No, it's uh, the the points on him that I don't terribly like are um, his clear top, like, it interferes with his hip rotation. So he mm. has a waist joint. It's just it kind of knocks into everything. And it's not entirely um, clear every time when you're handling things that, like, so he has... The way that his head goes up through the the hood to to go, you know, on top of his shoulders, the top of like the combiner port clutch of the ratchet joint piece, there are two slots on either side of that that peg into place, and then everything kind of can crunch down around that. But mm. it's not it's not a thing that's necessarily intuitive because it looks like. Oh, his head goes through the slot that you like clear space out of, and then the other part folds down. But you have to get certain things in alignment, and there are just just a few of those things where it relies heavily on tabs that maybe don't always tab super great. Um, uh, I, I I recognize that in in some of the more recent deluxes, like non clicking tabs is the way I've been yeah. thinking of them. Yeah, it's it's tabs yeah. and slots that don't have like a, a a friction head to it so the yeah. he has like um to make sure he's got tabs on like his forearms that when he transforms into the car into the shoulder mode tab into the side of his like robot torso in order to 
pull all that together and keep it together. But then he has tabs on his like hood that tab into the mid body part of the car. And those are clear plastic into solid plastic and or solid plastic into clear plastic. And there are just like two or three of these places where those interfaces are there that just don't peg all the way. And it gets just kind of not quite as bad of chasing the, the tolerances around the corner every time, but mm. it can be. And especially like right now I'm messing with him in arm mode and like he's not terribly thrilling as an arm. I wish that his car, like the back part, if that had slid down, because as it stands, the like the shoulder joint part is in the middle of all of that. And it would have been neat with the way that all of that is on like a double hinge piece if that had mm. hinged down to be out from the shoulder instead of up from the shoulder. Well, you you can actually do that. You can flip the way that the hinge is going and actually move all that car chunk, but there's nowhere to securely peg all of it there. Right, right. It, well, yeah, you can, but then it just, like, hangs out in space. I wonder if there's, like, some kind of micro divot in there, like a vestige of a locking mechanism. Like, if the parts can move that way, I wonder. I'm not seeing anything. But yeah, like... Yeah, but like the t- the tab tolerance on some of that did uh, give me a few problems. Getting him into car mode every time is a little bit weird because you have to work those tabs individually. Yeah, just to get and him to it, slot in, and it uh, is a lot of clear plastic on the toy. So there's my pet peeve. Yeah. Uh, well, TJ, I was going to ask you, like, like how, like, without getting into the details of the other ones right away, like, how does he stack up in in the opening wave uh, for you? Hmm. It's hard to put him on the absolute bottom. I'd probably say tie for third just okay. because he's not doing anything thrilling and he's certainly not improving on what we've already had, but he also is at the very least a new figure. Yeah. So he at least offers me a new experience compared to, uh, well, one in particular in the wave. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anything else, Aaron, on, on jazz you wanted to throw in? Nope. The, right. the weird uh, well, clear gun fill-in spot for the torso armor hand gun. It's gonna ask you yeah. how do you feel about the the stupid thing that the hand does now? Yeah, like I, I I'm kind of weird on that it has two thumbs and there's not really a way to hide the thumb other than looking like some sort of weird bone spur. Um, good for good for palm strikes. Yeah. And yeah. the way that he tabs to become armor is interesting. That he has two little nubs that hit two little indents on the grill. That I think is pretty cool because you don't have evidence of this big like combiner chunk or something on the, the yeah. car or the robot mode. And it's just these two little indents that look like just intakes that it instead pulls into. And that I think is is interesting. But yeah, the, the stealthy way that stuff seems to clip onto them is the most interesting bit, because the end result just looks like, at best, comical in every photo I've seen so far on those oh, guys. Oh, yeah, he, he's got, like, beer belly armor. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't look cool, and like and also now it doesn't turn into a gun, so... Yeah, it, it kind, kind of, of does. does. Does it? Yeah, you can, you can I mean, put that pig down... And it kind of has like exhaust things that could be barrels. You can put the fingers oh, okay. forward for some weird missile launchers if you'd like. And then the part that covers up the the prime slot thing that you can also actually I haven't had a headmaster to just see how well it jams in place. 
Um, here you can be a head donor. Uh, yeah, you can like just have a headmaster stare out at it. I've I've seen some good like it's 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 given a, a fresh lease on life to Titan's Return Nightbeat is what I've seen. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can just totally have a dude's head in the middle of his chest <laughs> if you want. Good, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he walked around uh, like Krang all day. Yeah, TJ, how do you feel about the uh, the integration of the hand foot thing? This on is those guys? it's so stupid. Yeah, like, I appreciate the effort to try and make it do stuff, but it's like it doesn't do any of it well. Yeah, like okay, like. Okay, like it turns into okay so it's supposed to be this big turbo engine in vehicle mode okay fine it still looks like a gigantic block that does nothing for uh for you know your streamlined jazz uh then you get to the robot mode and it kind of turns into a gun kind of not and then it has this little flat panel that can hold like a gun and there's a little bit of gun molding and it bugs me because i have no idea why they don't just make it look more like a gun yeah, I mean, knowing yeah. that he can hold it like a gun at least is making this better for me because, like, and this is weird. I feel like this all looks really dumb, but I'm also, like, just to set context here, I'm super cool with the way that you just stick a hand foot gun on the roof of, like, Combiner Wars Dead End. You know, like, that doesn't bug me. But for some reason, the implementation on these ones bugs me. I, I can't place my finger on it. Well, back then, the, like, the original Stunticons all had weird weapons like that. So, like, there's a few in there that that's kind of thematic that's kind of what they did yeah it's just even even as a dumb thing like somehow it works better for me and then like i don't know i think it's because the vest thing is so clearly the intent and it's so clearly is the worst part of all of this it's like it's stick, really sticking these these giant bellies onto deluxes yeah it's really just something for uh the prime masters to do because they're designed for the leader class they're designed to be matrix cores right but this is yeah this is what we have to do to make them fit into the line. So here, remember Minicons? Well, now you have to jam this <laughs> big plastic block onto a toy before you can put the Minicon on. Imagine if a Minicon needed like kind of a, a, a smaller toy to plug in as the intermediary. Yeah. Uh, like you need oh, one man. of those baby slings on your Autobot before he can actually mount a... I learned from Thu, that's called a papoose. I learned that this last couple months. See, it's always worth it if you learn something. Uh, all right. Well, TJ, uh, I guess that, that that kind of brings us over to you for the other three because you've got the uh, you've got the full the full swathe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess uh, tied for third, that brings me to Dreadwind. All right. Who's getting him wrong? He's perfectly fine, but you cannot get past the fact that he's another aerial bot. Yeah, and it just. It's it's he he works a little bit of new engineering so that his wings go to his legs. Mm -hmm. So okay. he has a different silhouette to him. He's got a little bit of different transformation to him. But he is still very, very aerial bot. And it's just I've played with this toy so many times. It's it's really hard to stay excited about him, even if he's not technically doing anything wrong. He's just kind of there. Well, it's sadly one of those things that, like, how many different ways can you transform a jet into a robot? Yeah. And then also have, like, okay, but that jet also has to turn into an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's always my justification for why Combiner Wars felt repetitive, because you look back at the G1 Combiner characters, that's what all of them did. Like, they were all kind of generic, because they had to fit within those same limitations. Mm -hmm. I will I, I say... Gonna... Oh, good. Mm. I, I will say, where he makes up for that is, uh, well, for starters, his hand, gun, not foot, uh, tends to work better, because it's supposed to imply, like, his original uh, Power Master, for one. Uh, his little gun cover thing isn't clear plastic, so it at least looks somewhat better than the others. And the armor mode is actually higher up on the chest, so it actually looks like a flak jacket, just super okay. thick. So he at hmm. least works it a little bit better than Jazz and pretty much everybody else. I, I was just going to quickly ask, like, what do you... Because I saw, um, like, half of an instruction scan... What what's the connection for his like combined jet mode look like? Is it just pegs? Um, I don't believe. Hmm. I, you know, I'm not entirely sure actually. Okay. I don't I don't recall the instructions actually ha mentioning that. I think it's something that uh, Blackwind will have to cover. I that or I bet it's just going to be a another one of those things that they don't directly mention. Right. Oh no! There, because uh, there were some leaked they, instructions on Weibo, and one of them was straight up like, "Okay, here's how to turn oh, Black right. Ring into his that. half of the jet." Okay. Oh right, I saw that. I I thought that that may be one of the things that they did engineer in, but are leaving it up to you at home to find. Mm. Yeah, but Dreadwind just kind of lets Blackwing attach to the back, so there's not a whole lot that Dreadwind does there. Okay. It, like, where Dreadwind kind of makes up for just being a straight-up remold, the dude is paint-loaded. Yeah, that's like, why he, he excites me the most out of the first wave, because his colors, uh, his color work is just, like, popping every one of my, like, uh, yeah. my pleasant spots, you know? Yeah, like, those big blue wings of his, that's all paint. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all, that's all cast in the white plastic, and then all the blue is paint, all the silver is paint, everything. His deco is extremely nice. Yeah, I'm because I I uh, I feel just like also I liked I like the aerial bots a lot. So like a heavily modified aerial bot is it completely works for me. Um, because I was gonna ask you the the dino bots obviously are the the major focus uh, aside from uh cyberglyph translations. So like I feel like the those like they I feel like something went a little wrong in splitting them across waves like the first two waves of combiner wars because whenever i see uh like swoop and slag i feel like i'm just seeing like part of the whole picture and i feel like it's making them come off a little weaker but like how do they feel um well they feel they actually feel pretty nice all things okay. considered like they do make you know both of them very very nice toys you know on their own um uh, slag and or slug, uh, depending on how politically correct you want to be. Oh yeah, he's the one who's because for some reason I always this this is really just my own brain's problem. Slag and sludge in my and slug in my brain turn into all just the same word silhouette, so I mix them up constantly. <laughs> sludge and slag and slug and slog and slarl yeah. slig slig. Like, couldn't we have called him like I don't and know? And Grimlock. Okay, you it's, know, it's also I almost, you don't, you I don't almost said couldn't we word. have just renamed him Horny? But that would have not f fixed the problem. No, that would have no, exacerbated not at all. the problem. Well, no, he's got he's got the horns. So 
Couldn't we call him? They have a name, Tricera Shot. Couldn't we just call him that so I know he's a Triceratops? Tricera Blast. <laughs> yeah, Tricera Blast. <laughs> It'll <laughs> simplify things for me. Uh, he comes across. He comes across fairly simple in transformation. That's mostly because his front part is completely done already. Mm. He's kind of you just you know, you know it's one of those you flip out the front of the beast hands and his upper half is pretty much already done. Uh, at least in the back legs, he's a little bit more involved. His tail tucks away, which is always nice on these Dinobots. Yeah, and he, he does something that I've been begging for toys designed like him to do since he has these gigantic hollow legs that flip out uh when you rotate his beast mode legs uh what drags along with them is an internal tab to fill out that gap oh so he doesn't have that weird off balance thing that toys like that usually end up with like only having two edges to the, the the rectangle of the bottom of the foot right okay cool yeah, so that gets fixed. It gets slightly undone by having a combiner port shuffled in there on the edge of one of his feet. But hey, beyond that, oof, uh, uh, it it does help. It's a clever little bit, and he he's fine enough in robot mode too. I mean, not you know nicely articulated. Like that's one thing I say about the combiner figures because they have to be like working elbows and bicep swivels for the giant form. Mm-hmm. They always end up with nice articulation. Yeah, and he just he feels a little he feels a little scrawny is about the only I, thing yeah. I can. OK, I think him and him and he and Sludge are the two who will suffer the most from everyone being a deluxe uh, as far as like individual uh, presence. You know, like they those are the two where like it, when people say like, oh, maybe they could have done a bigger. I'm like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing like those two as Voyagers and then just a few more Dinobots as deluxes. Uh, you know, a few a few of the fill in Dinobots so that you could have like, hey, here's two Dinobot combiners or three. Uh, well, well, I, I kind of get why, because these are going to combine so they can't like the biggest complaint I had with like the last time they tried a combining Dinobot, which was in Power Core with all these limbs hanging off and, cl- you know, clashing into each other and just making yeah. everything rather unpleasant. A lot of him being slimmed down is just the fact that his beast legs have to be so much thinner. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't mind it too much. Um, like you know, it, it's, it's kind of. Like, it's, I think we talked about this when we saw the first images. It's like I can't. I'm not going to be able to like literally stand up and defend on a hill. The the way that he and Sludge look a little bit, a little bit uh, anemic compared to the rest. But like, it just doesn't bother me that much because their their shapes are still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did Swoop turn out? Uh, Swoop, I think, turned out the best. Okay, at least, at least for me, at least for me, he's my favorite of the four. Uh, there's there's a couple little loose spots, which is a little bit upsetting. And I found out there's I did have someone else tell me that theirs was loose in the same thing where uh, his beast mode head tends to fall down a little bit, or like the yeah, hinge there is uh... kind of loose. I I just saw one. I was I was I was uh, you know, spoilers. I popped in on Transmissions' most recent recording, and in their in their in their what we got thing with their video aspect because they're all fancy. Uh, I saw that exact thing happen of like, you know, the 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 beat kind of just flops uh, if gravity takes too too strong a grip on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but beyond that, I do really like him. I like the uh, I like the updated transformation. 
I like his look in robot mode. It does help that Swoop's supposed to be the scrawny one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the blue makes me happy since I grew up with the cartoon Swoop. It's a nice oh, little... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a nice little try to mix between how the toy looked and how the cartoon model looked. Mm-hmm. I'm I am pro blue swoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things that work better on him. Um, you get more of that because of that beak is so long. You do get more of that painted on the inside look to the clear plastic, which mm-hmm. does look very nice on him and Slug. I will say, and they actually like they actually like that trick so much that they did it on Jazz too for the headlights. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. inset. I thought it was just like inset clear blue plastic. No, nope. that's painted from the back. And on Swoop, yeah, he's he. And the other thing is he forms a decent arm, which I didn't expect. Like he actually does a nice little illusion with his wings to bulk himself out. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's so far he's turned out to be my favorite of the set. Like I, I, I can't really like find a nagging fault to him i think i think some of the weakness of the dinobot combiner so far kind of plays in his favor so that helps him out a lot mm. I, th- I think that the dinobot combiner's main weakness now that i'm seeing is just in, i think a lot of it just comes down to like grimlock seems to be maybe a bit of a bummer torso but i'm also he's a bummer torso in the way where i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of add-on parts people hopefully make for him because <laughs> uh, like making everyone a little bit scrawnier it's so weird when like the shoulder line of that combiner torso seems so enormous. Uh, I don't know, but I- I'm glad that uh, the Dinobots ended up being, it sounds like your top two. Yeah. I'm sure part of that is just new experience, new characters, you know, it- it's, it's a little bit, it's an apple to orange style comparison, especially because uh, I have had some of these apples before, mm-hmm. you know, it, fe- it feels like I have. Yeah, but I've also been waiting for a decent new swoop since I was a kid, so. Yeah. 30 plus year wait, why not? Well, it it sounds like, uh, because you've got the deluxes, it sounds like the legends are probably going to be something you'll stumble across pretty soon uh, if you were able to find the deluxes locally, because they are hitting everywhere (laughs) on targets. Uh, And I heard so so the thing you were saying about, um, oh, which one is he? Dreadwind. <laughs> Dreadwind. Uh the thing about him being covered in paint, it sounds like the same thing happened to Beachcomber. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh. yeah, I've, like I've the impression seen I got from a few people talking about Beachcomber. It's like, yeah, I thought it was all crap plastic. Turns out it's actually pretty good paint here and here and here and here and over here and on this part and over here and on that part there. Which is basically everything. Yeah, like like all the gray on his upper on his his torso is apparently paint, is the impression I got. Uh and then uh, also, it sounds like the, the Legends Dinobot Slash might be the toy of Wave 1, unless one of the Voyagers or Leaders really does something, because, like, what was it? Chris RTX said something like, no one remembered to tell Slash that she's not actually a deluxe toy. Uh, and I was like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> and uh, apparently that was meant as a compliment, and the way I take it is it sounds like she does a hell of a lot for a Legends toy. So I'm, I'm kind of hyped. Uh Trent Troop uh, on his Shapeways page has already made a Shapeways weapons pack for Slash as well, since she's completely unarmed. So I'm, I'm really happy if if like Legends toys are going to continue kicking ass like that, because uh, I've been hearing some real lukewarm stuff on Wind Charger, but like some real solid stuff on Slash and Beachcomber. And man, it's out! Power of the Primes is happening. 
and everyone's got them in the states and maybe over here in canada we can just sort of relax and hopefully find ramhorn before it all it all floods <laughs> uh well tj did you get any other transformer stuff this week uh yeah i got a few others all right before you do your others i want to do my mm. quick two that i got because mm-hmm. uh, mine are the complete opposite end of this i got two g1 toys the other day because uh, I'm over in BC, so I stopped by Cherry Bomb Toys, who, by the way, are one of the non-for-profits that are running the Capital City Comic Con uh, that you all should check out, especially if you're in the West Coast or in Canada. Uh, that's happening uh, in March, and I'm super excited because it's happening in Victoria. There is a, a decent con run by cool people happening in my old hometown, even if I don't live here anymore uh, most of the time. That still really gets me psyched. Anyway... I also stopped by there and they had tons of Omnibots. So I finally uh, completed my Omnibots collection. Nice. Um, I got I, I was really sure that my copy of Camshaft. The, so I'm, I'm going to get their names wrong all the time. Camshaft, the silver one is how I try to remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought my Camshaft was busted. It turns out he wasn't. So I just got a nicer Camshaft um, with both of his missiles. And then I finally got Downshift. I never had the white one. Uh and then uh, I think I might, because I, I pulled out my childhood overdrive, uh, I think I might swing by there and see if their overdrive is any nicer uh, in the chrome. Uh, and, then I, and then I'm going to get the repro labels and dress these all guys up. I don't get much out of G1 toys anymore, but like the Omnibots have always kind of been in the back of my mind as ones I liked. And I think I think it's partly because there's a lot of machine robo about them, uh, just in their presentation and how they work. Um and I'm really liking them. So, uh, yeah, like like Downshift, I think, is probably my favorite of the bunch. Uh, like over Overdrive does tons, but Downshift is such a Transformers-ass Transformers-looking Transformer when he's in robot mode. Uh-huh. And uh, and Camshaft, I'm, I'm looking at these three and I'm like, I'm like, if you just put joints into these guys and made Camshaft's arms transform a bit more, they would be such good Neo Classics figures. And it's and I went and checked around, and it blows my mind that between official and unofficial, these guys almost never got revisited outside of like Overdrive getting a Vinyl Tech toy, and then like they they called up a, a, an Alternators Prowl repaint camshaft for some reason, and like that's it. Uh, blows my mind. These three designs are excellent. Their their alternate vehicle modes are retro cool in the dumbest best ways. Uh, they are still fun to transform, uh, and, and I think that they hit the fun old 80s car robots transformation even better than most of the actual, uh, G1 cast toys did, because these guys all do similar things, but also all feel way less fragile, and they all have a third mode, albeit, you know, somewhat kludged one. Uh, I love them. I'm, I'm really happy about, uh, messing with the Omnibots again and finally finishing the trio. So, uh, that, that's my little what I got. Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm super happy. These guys, these guys rock. The Omnibots are great. Yeah, I've been a fan. I've I've got those three. I've I've been a fan of them. Like, and you're you're, I I will I will back you there. Downshift is the best of the three. Yeah, I uh, I think it's real easy to see Override as the best of the or Overdrive as the best of the three. But like, like Downshift just does it. Overdrive kind of, I think he cheats a little bit in like. He, his legs do something, but then, like, his arms don't really do anything. And then, like, you know, downshift, his arms have a hell of a transformation for a G1 toy. 
uh, and then his legs are just big old fashioned hood halves that are folded into feet. Like it's great. Anyway, uh, TJ, what was uh, your other on topic? What you got this week's? Uh, well, a few, a few scattered ones of ones that have been around for a little bit. I have uh, Skulltron now. Hooray! Mostly because they had him. Uh, <laughs> they had something else at uh, ToysRus.com, so uh, Skulltron came with it just for free shipping. Uh, yeah, I actually quite like him. Like, Beast Mode's broken. Mm-hmm. Like, he has no back. Yep. Which or is... is it is it streamlined to perfection? <laughs> no, no, he has no back. Like, there's just... <laughs> it looks like his back was blown off. Oh, he's a zombie. In a terrible <laughs> back-exploding accident. Uh, yeah, just, he's, yeah, he's kind of a zombie, so it makes sense. Uh... No, like I keep him in robot mode happily because the deco is extremely nice and yeah, yeah, um, unique head sculpt. Can't take that away from him. Mm hmm. Uh, but apparently I'm extremely fortunate because the ball joints on mine are actually decent. Yeah, I've uh, so I think there must have been a running change because not only so my my Skeletron was was really fine when I got him compared to Steelbane. And I got a YouTube comment recently. Someone had picked up a steel bane this past week, and apparently it was tight. Mm. Um, and I think steel bane shipped in in that that weird one of those weird like revision waves. So I I get the feeling like after the first run steel bane they tweaked something because I've heard I've heard more often than not that the joints were like you know not not super tight but not ragdoll loose. Yeah, I, I think a friend of mine said that he got a he got a skulltron that was just as loose as a steel bane. So it may be mm. it may be fortunate that I have a version of the mold that actually seems to work. Yeah, I, th- I think Skeletron is uh, actually, you know what? I can't really say which one is better because I, I think that they complement each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he he's he's just a nice figure all around. Um, but the one who came with him was R.I.D. Twin Inferno. Oh, you got the kooky one. Yeah. In this crazy stealth bomber who's in no way stealth the dragon heads on him yeah i love it it's i actually ended up not liking the toy as much as i wanted to but i still really like that alt mode <laughs> yeah i i want to love the toy because it's so ridiculous yeah you know it it's it is hard to because like rid every rid i found either produces something with a really clever trick to it Mm-hmm. or bare bones and unfortunately like twin inferno is very bare bones yeah he's yeah, like he's... he's one step away from just plugging a jet onto a robot's back what's really weird about him is it feels like if he i feel like if he was a decepticon he somehow would have gotten a better toy like it feels like when they found out he's an autobot they like dialed back on his toy to make another Decept- you know, to make thermidor <laughs> great with a new head sculpt or something like that like the Decepticon toys are so are so consistently awesome after Steeljaw, and like the Autobot toys have this weird ceiling in the Warrior class. Well, there's I think there's always this feeling of the Decepticons don't sell as well, especially if you're talking to the Japan side of things. So they have to be much cooler and more impressive. Like I remember Energon being that, where the Autobots are kind of they're all kind of thick and clunky toys with lower articulation because of the gimmick, and then oh look all this flip out stuff that the Decepticons can do, and there's triple changers in Decepticons, and yeah, 
I don't, he, he's just a goofy little toy. Like, super simple, but I kind of love him. Mm. Um, the only other big one I got on topic was uh, I finally got in my Legends Cup. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Target Master one? Yeah. Did you mess with any of those Target Masters before him, or is that your first one? Uh, it's my first one. How are you feeling about the, the Target Master design? It's It's okay. It's serviceable. Yeah, I don't know why I expected more out of it, but I I felt like like there's nothing terribly wrong. It's just uh, when I actually messed with his and Hot Rods, I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be cooler. Well, considering they're just they're kind of just accessorized for the sake of bulking out some of the thinner U.S. releases, I can kind of understand. Yeah, I think it's just for me, the clincher was the lack of a locking point for the arms in gun mode. Mm. that was that was the part where i went like at least give me a tab for this because the arms already don't have elbows and whatever i can deal with that but like because even on uh on trigger happies i I don't know if i mentioned i got legends trigger happy but like uh, so i have three of those target masters and they all if i remember right they all have the same thing of like the arms just you know point them in a direction and it's like it it just feels distinctly (laughs) unpremium as opposed to like understandably unpremium yeah, I kind of get the same thing. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I wanted to mostly get that out of the way because I think that cup looks really cool. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, the cup is really, really cool. Like his vehicle mode definitely sacrifices for what ends up being an extremely nice looking robot mode. Mm-hmm. And engineering wise, he's still the same. Like he's got some clever tricks to him. He's fun to transform. He's extraordinarily clean as a robot. Uh, yeah, I love the improvements, you know, the rounded shoulders and the rounded forearms, the extra paint detail all around makes him just dramatically better and much prefer the head sculpt. And I found that of the three versions of that mold, um, I I felt he, he, the Japanese one felt a lot better to me than the American one or the Orion Pax one. Uh, I never messed with the Orion Pax, but he definitely feels better than the U.S. Cup. I give him that. the Orion, at least my copy on, on the Orion Pax version, it was shockingly like it felt like, oh, this is why this box set was so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing really like it, it held together. Just everything felt a little off. And I was like, I was a little bummed out because the Orion Pax one was the one that excited me the most. But no, like this, this is one of those where it's like I have this character I really liked from childhood and I've been waiting for some kind of toy that represented him well. I was never happy with the Generations one. And I really kind of wasn't happy with the IDW version for Titan's Return. This is this is my sweet spot. Like yeah. this is the cup I've been wanting. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he's uh I think he's also way more worth it than the hot rod. The uh the Legends Hot Rod uh is really cool looking from one angle, but also has no sides to his torso. <laughs> And it it really shows because he has that like clear flame window on there, uh, and I, I like yeah, I think he looks better than the American one in some respects, but I don't know. I, just, I need to look at them side by side more. Uh, Cup I think is the standout. Uh, all right. Anything else on topic on your end? Uh, no, that'd be it. All right. Um, I guess let's all do like I, I don't have anything off topic, but is uh, Aaron? Is there anything hugely uh, off topic you wanted to hit up? Before uh, we I close got up? the four uh, Breath of the Wild Guardian amiibos. Ooh, Ooh is those. that uh, is oh is is one of those the one with the bendy arms? No, 
Oh, I have okay. that I saw one. an amiibo with. Yeah, because yeah. there's the the large one that's the guardians. But no, these are or not the guardian. Is that the guardians? The like. Uh, no, no, no. The guardians is what they those. call the giant. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, but the the legend the the four guardians of the legendary champions. beasts the champions. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got there eventually. Thanks, but yeah, they've. <laughs> I've I've only done one round of them swiping in to the game, and I got like for uh, the guy that was the the archer. I got a bunch of arrows and a a bow and so i got things that were thematic to them but i didn't get because i think that there is um like special armor that is unique to those um amiibo but the way Mm. that game works you have to scan it a bunch before it it'll actually hit yeah i had that problem when i was doing some of the retro links it takes it takes a lot of start up daily scan them all in and then put the game away and just wait for three different pieces of armor to drop eventually yeah weird how they worked a uh one of those free-to-play pay-to-play um mobile game setups into zelda with yeah. the amiibos well yeah, i mean that, that the, sounds the like thing my is they're fight also routine. all like extremely good sculpts and great painting oh, yeah, yeah. and a bunch of there's like the little hidden stuff in there on them so like yeah, it's it's not like disgusting loot box stuff because it's also not just like a one and done yeah, 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 because you use them every day forever. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, upset like, like, I've never seen a Bobblekin. Like, ho- holy, really? holy, cr- yeah, really? They were all over. That's like one of two that nobody wanted around here. Maybe you could I, think the, one here. I think the Rider Link was the other one, and then like the other, the other links, the Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. I haven't seen them either, but yeah, the uh. God, it was the one from Ocarina of Time that I've never seen. Yeah. Mm. All links look the same to me. Yeah. Uh, I have a quick question about the Nintendo Switch, because now it has that, that Mario Odyssey game out, and it sounds like that game kicks ass. Uh, so I'm eyeballing Switches. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing I'm trying to figure out. So the Switch is, is 400 Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. sure mario odyssey is 80 canadian okay right? the bundle of the switch in mario odyssey is 500 canadian so what did the extra 20 dollars turn into unless that's to have the joy cons both be red they do charge extra for the like red joy cons separately so that might play is into that it, it then that might okay. be the price difference between the regular joy cons and the and the red joy cons yeah Okay, I was I was trying. To, oh, by the way, again, that's all in Canadian dollars for folks who are might be following at home. I, I was just trying to figure it out because I, I I saw at an EB literally the four hundred dollar bundle, Odyssey for eighty next to it, and the five hundred dollar bundle next to those. And I was just sitting there staring at it, going like, "Am I the only one not seeing the problem?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently, the bundle also has a uh, carrying case for the Switch. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's okay. something that with the Switch now, if you're ever going to take it along with you like you want to put a screen protector on it because it's mm-hmm. a plastic screen not a glass or like the like a cell phone screen that's a little bit scratch resistant yeah and uh then also that'll like let you hold any if you you know have game cartridges it'll give you a nice place to put them or to keep a cleaning cloth or any of that nonsense keep it all yeah together I'm, uh, and safe. i 
I'm not I'm not in a rush to get a switch, but like the switch is now it has now turned into a console that I would like to get a hold of. Uh, it has everything I need it to have because the, the Mario game turned out well and the Zelda game kicked ass. Uh, so, yeah, I was just curious about that. Yeah, there was there was somebody at work actually the other day that was talking about he was looking at getting a switch, but he wasn't sure about Breath of the Wild. I'm like, Breath of the Wild has a one to one attach rate with switches. The last time I heard anything that means that's the mm. game that you really need to get. Well, I'm not sure. I'm like, no, look, I if if you do not overwhelmingly enjoy Breath of the Wild, I I don't know what your problem is. So, if you're buying if you're buying a Switch, you should be contractually obligated. Even yeah. the most cynical take I've heard on Breath of the Wild would like through gritted teeth keep some praise on it still. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like that is a and I, I played the game for about 40 minutes and I thought it was fun as hell without any like actual direction of what I was doing. Yeah. So it, that seems like a killer app uh, by far. That's <laughs> what sold it for yeah, me. Like I think, yeah, like I think that I bought that with the Switch and I think it held me over until the next big Switch game came out. Yeah, like 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 for me, like I, I'm not in a position if I like whenever I do pick up a Switch I will be getting it, and I will have Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, uh, and then like portable Binding of Isaac and Axiom Verge, all just sitting there, like just you know, at a glance. There's four games that are there if I ever pick up the system, and it's very exciting to me because uh, it seems like that would that would that would occupy me for a good while. So what you're saying is you're going to have a Switch by the time we we uh, talk again? No, because no, I. I I uh for reasons I, I will not also I want to see if I can get it for like 50 bucks less on Boxing Day because in Canada we have our big discount day at a sensible time of year mm-hmm. um not when everyone's trying to get Christmas gifts and emotions are high and they're all high on on turkey ju- turkey juice and turkey fumes and they're, they're all busting doors and like stay inside by the way stay inside if you hear this before Black Friday please just stay inside you can order things online if you really got to take take a load off those poor folks out there uh tj do you have any any major off topics you want to you want to hit up before we close up well if he's talking amiibo i did get the two new metroid ones yeah okay i have not kept up with amiibos for a while except for the fact that there's a zelda one with bendy parts yeah no it was (laughs) it was the the, uh the one that i i talked about uh a while back oh the uh like the metroid metroid well, there's the there's the Samus based on how she looked in uh, actually the remake Samus Returns, where she's okay. in that classic kneeling pose, and then there's the Metroid hanging off the broken canister that's squishy. Yeah, um, yeah, the squishy Metroid, Metroid in the canisters. Yeah, which, looking pretty cool. Yeah, which is like the retro Metroid I've always wanted. I I want a swarm of these things if they weren't stuck to the container. Yeah, those are. If neat. only uh, if only Nintendo had released a Metroid toy. Oh wait, they did. If only they released it in a way where it was attainable. <laughs> yeah, the big and the small ones are a pain. I've never seen the small one in my entire life. Like I no, I only got the big one because of the grace of uh, of a real lovely surprise birthday gift. The small one, like I actually didn't know that. I I the first time someone told me there was a small one and it was squishy, I think I thought they were lying to me, and I was like laughing. It's uh, probably a good assumption. I've, I've never seen it. World of Nintendo the... is a joke. It is a joke. <laughs> the whole thing. It is a mess. <laughs> it's like every tenth toy they produce turns out to be wildly popular. Yeah, and also they made they made I... eight. Yeah. 
It's not a bad way to phrase it. World, World um, of Nintendo saw the NES Classic situation and took that as a challenge in the wrong way. Uh, sorry, you were saying something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, a, not a whole lot other than that that's worth talking about. I got the X, the NX Edge Zero to go with Mega Man X. and mm-hmm. He's just as bizarre with hips that float out from his body for inexplicable reasons. I don't know why that's a thing on that series, but it is. Like, articulation's great, but your legs look like they're cut off. <laughs> I don't know, that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Well, that, uh, that does it for this episode. So, uh, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for more Transformers talk. Uh, hopefully, we will not have to tell people not to post politics in the forum anytime soon, because hopefully that's not going to happen again. And, uh... We're, we're entering into a media lull, I think, but now we're entering into, like, a new toy rush. So the the excitement never stops here at WTFTFW. Always on topic and always on time. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Stay safe out there. What the f***? Uh, uh. <laughs>